13. Psalm 113. We're going to start this thing off. I have a powerful word. Last night, the healing service was awesome. I preached a word called the power of emotions. The power of emotions. If you have time, go listen to it. Watch it on YouTube on, at livingwaterschapel.org. But listen to it. I think it would be a blessing to you. Amen? Voice is a little rough here, but we're going to plow through. Amen. All right, Psalm 113. And it says this. Praise the Lord. Praise, O servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. For the, uh, from the rising of the sun to its going down, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations, His glory above the heavens. Who is like the Lord our God, who dwells on high, who humbles Himself to behold the things that are in the heavens and in the earth? He raises the poor out of the dust and lifts the needy out of the ash heap, that He may seat Him with princes, with the princes of his people. He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. Now, today I want to talk about and I want to teach on a topic that's very important. All right, you ready for this? I want to talk about praise. Praise. I want to give you an understanding of what praise really is according to the Word of God. So the title of this message, last night it was the power of emotions. Today it's the power of praise. Today is the power of praise. What's interesting is the power of praise can shift your emotions. So it kind of flows. It's interesting. I didn't even think of that when, I came, when the Holy Ghost gave me these, but that's what he's trying to do. Amen. So praise to God is so powerful for so many reasons, on so many levels, on a, on a personal level, on a corporate level, a gathering like this. Praise to God shifts the focus off of yourself, off of the problem in the natural realm, and puts it back on God, puts it back on the promises in the Word of God. Amen? Now, to be able to praise God properly, your focus must be on Him and on His Word. If your focus is not on Him, it's empty and worthless praise. Then it's just empty words. Amen? It is a dead work when your thoughts are not focused on Him. They need to be centered around Him. Say, I need to center my thoughts around Him. Now, so true praise comes from the heart, not the brain. Thank you back there. All right. Praise God. True praise comes from the heart and not the brain. Now, I'm not talking about your physical pump. I'm talking about you, the spirit, your spirit and soul. Amen. Praise to God shifts your entire perspective on life and negative situation back to reality, spiritual reality, back to the truth in the word of God. Amen. There's a good reason last week I ended talking about praise and worship. And, and I said, there's a very good reason why the word praise is, or the word raise is in the word praise. Because it lifts you up. Amen. It praises, it, it raises you up and it lifts God up above you. It's always keeping God above you, above your situation, your circumstance, whatever you're going through. So it lifts you above this earthly plane into the heavenly realm where we sit with Jesus in heavenly places. Amen? 
So praise to God releases miracles, signs, and wonders. It releases even the healing power of God. Amen? Into your body, into this atmosphere. How many of you felt the presence of God in here today? God. Mm, It's so awesome, so amazing. So when you can literally start to feel his presence, you know God is up to something good. Because here's what's happening. We know God is omnipresent. He's everywhere, right? But when he starts to manifest his presence, you know something supernatural is happening. He just, he just doesn't manifest his presence for no reason. He manifests his presence because people of God are drawing nigh to him and he's coming and he's invading this natural realm. Man, I love that. So every cell in your body will respond when you start to truly praise God. His anointing is released by your focus and praise. Amen? Listen to this. Praising God invites his presence and glory into a place. Here's another one that you don't hear a lot. Praising God attracts his angels and ministering spirits in a place. Many people don't. You know, a lot of pastors, I don't know, they don't want to touch that one because they think, oh, we can't, I don't want to glorify angels. I don't want, we're not glorifying angels. They're a part of the kingdom of God. And when you are praising God, guess what? They can't help but want to join in in the location you're at and start praising Him with you. I have heard angels sing before with supernatural experience. Anybody else ever hear angels sing? It's amazing. I just, it's otherworldly. It's heavenly, okay? So many don't know what praise really is. They, they think it's just a song in a service. And, and that is so far from the truth. It's so much deeper than that. Here we go. Praise is a reflection, an outward manifestation of a heart that is totally in love with their heavenly father. Mm, Think about that. You're in love with the Father. You're in love with the Son. You're in love with the Holy Spirit. Amen? Praise is an outward manifestation of your confidence and faith in the Lord. If you're not praising your Heavenly Father, listen to this. You're backslidden. Because if you are truly having that connection with Him, It will cause you to praise. You can't help but praise Him with that connection. Come on, somebody. You need to press in and praise Him like never before. Somewhere, somewhere in, in that Christian's life, that spiritual fire, that connection has left. Before I define and break down the different aspects of praise, you need to know, number one, are you ready for this? Praise is a command. Do you know that? Praise is a command. It's not a suggestion in the Word. I don't know what it is about Christians, but we seem to take a command and we try to make it optional. Right? We, we ought not to do that. Here's the thing. If you're born again, you should have that desire to praise your Heavenly Father. Amen? It should be a joy to you. It ought not be a burdensome thing. Last night I talked about if your body's sick, there's symptoms, right? Well, if your soul is sick... There's also symptoms. And one of them is this, failure to praise the Lord. Come on, somebody. You should be doing it on a personal level and in a corporate level. Amen? 
Do you think in the book of Acts chapter 2 in the upper room, do you think that these people were on their phones and thinking about Longhorn Steakhouse during that prayer meeting? No, they were praising the Lord. They were exalting Him. They were lifting Him up. Amen? And the Holy Spirit rewarded them and filled them and came upon them with power. And that's what praise will do to you. We need to be clothed with the presence of God. And the only thing that's going to bring that clothing down, that mantle from heaven, is praise. Amen? So many don't praise God because they feel awkward or embarrassed. At that point, guess what? You're too full of yourself. Oh, come on, somebody. You're too filled with yourself. You're not full enough with the Holy Spirit. We, we must decrease. The Word of God says this. We must decrease and He must increase. Amen? Part of Him increasing is praising Him, lifting Him up. Amen? Say praise. Say, I'm awake. Now, when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, you will be motivated to praise the Lord. He will stir you up to praise your Heavenly Father. Amen? That's one of the things. That's one of the the evidences that the Holy Spirit, that you're filled with the Holy Spirit. Because He will, I'm telling you, He will stir you up to praise your Heavenly Father. He will stir you up to praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Now, here we go. Let's get into this. The English word praise is defined as this, to express warm approval or admiration of. To express warm approval or admiration of. Now, what does the word admiration mean? Let's go deeper. The word admiration means this, to respect. It means to respect. Immediately after I saw that word respect, the Holy Spirit spoke this to me. He said, the fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord means to honor. It means to respect. It means to reverence Him. I guarantee you this. If you lack the fear of the Lord in your life, there will be a lack of true heartfelt praise to God in your personal life. There's a connection. They're twins. Amen. A Christian that has the fear of the Lord, reverence toward Him, respect, admiration, will praise the Lord without shame or awkwardness. Amen. Now, a lot of it, we know, it's a lot of tradition. A lot of us, we're, I, I mean, I was raised in a church where, you know, I mean, if you lift your hand, you're kind of looked at as a nut. Are you following me? I mean, you're kind of like, whoa, this guy's radical. <laughs> we, I really took it up a notch in my personal life, didn't we? But I've got to say this. In general, I want to say this. In general, women seem to have an easier time praising God more than men. Now, listen to me. Not always. Not always. But for the most part, that's true. Let me just harp on this for a little bit, okay? Here's why. Women, for the most part, are emotional and in touch and not ashamed of their emotional side. Come on, somebody. Right? Men are from Mars. Women are from Venus, right? Is there any? Okay. Men, on the other hand, they have to be tough. They have to be manly according to this worldly culture in which we live. They look weak if they show emotion. That's what a lot of men think. Come on, I'm preaching. Listen, men have to be tough. That has been holding a lot of men back from that close and intimate walk with with the Lord. In many churches, listen to me, the women are are the spiritual ones that are involved and the men are nowhere to be found. Think about it. Amen. 
Every church I've been to, I'm 45, every church I've been to, there's always, there's always those ones where the, the men just don't want to get involved. They don't show up with the wife. They don't, the men need to rise up. Come on, somebody, amen? It is the will of God, listen to me, for both men and women to be used in that way. Okay, men, you need to rise up. It, it, women shouldn't be the only ones operating in the gifts of the Spirit. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I said, <laughs> the gifts of the Spirit are not just for the women. Now, I appreciate, I love the our women here. I, I appreciate, I'm glad they're willing to step out. It's a, powerful. But I'm just saying, men, get involved. Be open to the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen. Now, it, now, if you read through the Word of God, you will see that men allowed their emotions to be softened. Amen? They were vulnerable in their walk with God. They were not ashamed to praise and worship God publicly. And certainly not privately. Many Christian men have brought the lie uh, from the kingdom of darkness and the world that being tough means not to express emotions. Now, anybody getting this? Here we go. So that dynamic needs to change. It's okay for a man to cry out and express his heart to God. Amen? It's okay uh, to go to more church events than just a Sunday morning once in a while. Uh, get involved. Press in. Time's ticking away. And, and you need to redeem the time. Get out of that worldly mindset. I'm telling you right now. Here's the deal. You ready for this? A local church is not a country. See, a lot of men think this. You ready for this? Uh, <laughs> a lot of men think a church is a country club for their wives, for women. Think about this now. They think, uh, you know, they, the wives say, hey, I'm, I'm going to church. Well, that's nice, honey. You go, go to your, your little country club. Come on, somebody. No, no. God desires the men to be involved just as much as the women. Amen? Uh, it's for both genders. Uh, I want you to notice I said two genders. There's only two genders. You woke people that are watching, there's two genders. Amen? Now, oh, yes. And last night, we also got to say, men cannot have periods. Okay, Men cannot have periods. It's interesting this day and age, isn't it? Now, here we go. I want to show you that there are seven Hebrew words in the Old Testament that's translated praise. See, our English word, we just have one word, praise. Hebrew Seven different words translated praise. That's right. Now, every Hebrew word gives us a different meaning or perspective of what praise really is. Now that I got your attention. Now, uh, here we go. So the English, the English uh, language is very shallow compared to the Hebrew and Greek. That's why, you know, studying the word, you should study, you know, the, what is the Hebrew word from the Old Testament? What's the Greek word from the New Testament? Because it might have a deeper meaning than just the one word, one English word. Are you following me? Let's jump in. The first Hebrew word for praise is Barak. All right? Barak. Now, this word means this. To bow down or kneel to the Lord. Go to Psalm 72. Psalm 72. I'm going to run you through the word this morning now. Here we go. We're off to the races. 
Psalm 72, 12 through 14. And it says this, For he will deliver the needy when he cries, the poor also, and him who has no helper. He will spare the poor and needy, and will save the souls of the needy. He will redeem their life from oppression and violence, and and precious shall be their blood in his sight. And he shall live, and the gold of Sheba will be given to him. Prayer will also be made for him continually, and daily he shall be praised. God shall be praised. So, it means to bow or kneel before the Lord. That word in that scripture is saying bow or kneel to the Lord. So remember, our physical body is like a glove for our spirit and soul. Amen? The physical body will only do what's in your heart or in your soul. Are you following me? All right. So when we bow or kneel before the Lord, that is an outward expression of what's taking place in your heart toward the Lord. Okay. So it is a humility. It's a humbling of yourself before the Lord, acknowledging him above you. You are surrendering surrendering yourself to his ways. Amen. You are acknowledging his lordship over you when you bow. Okay. Are you following me? That's the first word meaning praise. The next Hebrew word for praise is halal. This word means, get this, to shine, to boast, to rave about, to celebrate, or to, clam- or to be clamorously foolish. I found that interesting. It means this. It means to speak very highly of someone and not care what anybody thinks. It's the same kind of enthusiasm as many have at a sporting event or toward a celebrity. Are you following me? That is how we should be praising God. Raving about, just raving about how good He is. Raving about, celebrating Him. That is one word. Now go to 1 Chronicles 16. 1 Chronicles 16, 1-4. through 4. First Chronicles 16, 1 through 4. This is where that Hebrew word is used. So they brought the ark of God and set it in the midst of the tabernacle that David had erected for it. Then they offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before God. And when David had finished offering the burnt offerings and the peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord. Then he distributed to everyone of Israel, both man and woman, to everyone a loaf of bread, a piece of meat, and a cake of raisins. And he appointed, here it is, and he appointed some of the Levites to minister before the ark of the Lord to commemorate, to thank, and to praise the Lord God of Israel. That word praise there is talking about they got up front in front of the ark and they started raving about him. They started celebrating him. Are you following me? Listen, it gives you a whole different picture. And you just thought praise was a song. Come on, somebody, listen to this. The next Hebrew word for praise is shabak, 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 however. Six to one, half dozen to the other, right? Here we go. This word means... To shout loudly or to command. To shout loudly or command. Go to Psalm 63. 
Psalm 63. To shout loudly. Psalm 63, verses 1 through 3 here. O God, you are my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. So I have looked for you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. Because your loving kindness is better than life, my lips, there it is, shall praise you. Now, that that word there, shout loud to them. Amen? Hallelujah. Christians ought not to be silent. We got something to rave about. We got something to celebrate. See, the psalmist loved God and his loving kindness. I love how it says, more than life. Say more than life. I like that. And because of that, it would cause him to shout praises unto God loudly. There was no holding back. There was nothing silent about his praise. His heart was overwhelmed with love and appreciation toward God. Here we go. The next Hebrew word for praise is mm, Tehillah. Tehillah. All right. This word means here. Oh, I like this. Are you ready for this? The word means to sing unrehearsed or unplanned praises to God. Oh, I like that. This it doesn't this just take you just deeper into what it means. To sing unrehearsed or unplanned praises to God. It means this. Spur of the moment praise to God. If there if praise is in your heart to God, it will find a way to express itself. Amen. Go to Psalm 34, 1 and 3. Unplanned. Think about that. Say unplanned. Whew. God likes our unplanned, unrehearsed. Hallelujah. Psalm 34, 1 through 3. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His, there it is, His praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make its boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear it and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Now, you could say it this way and do no injustice to that verse. Are you ready? I love this. Here we go. Unrehearsed or unplanned praise shall continually be in my mouth. Unplanned and unrehearsed praise shall continually be in my mouth. Okay, so unrehearsed and unplanned means this. There's no acting job with it. Come on. It is It is from a pure heart of love, amen, that thinks about him all the time. He said, the psalmist said, continually. It shall continually. Oh, it shall be continually. I'm going to make it up, Lord, as I go, as I go, amen? We have so much to praise him for. The humble, it says, the humble shall hear it and be glad. A humble person that is submitted to God, that truly has a walk in a relationship with, with Him, will understand, listen, and not be offended by someone else's praise. Think about this. A prideful person then, so if a humble person's not offended by, by a praise, okay, a prideful person will be offended by that spontaneous praise because they're too filled with self. Are you following me? All right, we're pressing through here. We got more. We got more. Stick with me. The next Hebrew word for praise is tada. All right, tada. This word means 
to extend or raise your hands in thanksgiving. There's more. Listen to this. For something that hasn't yet occurred. Oh, you did. (laughs) Come on. You get that? It means to extend your hands in praise to God and thanksgiving for something that has not occurred yet in the natural realm. The meaning of this word, if you take it deeper, it means this. It's a sacrifice of praise. Because your flesh is telling you, you don't feel like doing it. But I'm going to do it anyways. It's a sacrifice of praise. God, I know right now I'm not walking in that promise. I don't see it in the natural. But I'm going to praise you before I see it. Come on, somebody. Now, listen to this. Historically, it is expressed by raising the right hand, listen to this, as a sign of covenant. As a physical declaration... That you believe God and you're glorifying God even when you can't see Him or feel Him. Come on, somebody. Go to Psalm 50. Psalm 50. So I I want you to know this. When you raise your hand to God, it's an act of faith. When you, it's an act of praise, it's an act of faith, and it's an act of believing God. Amen? Psalm 50, verse 23. And it says these words, whoever offers praise glorifies me. And to him who orders his conduct aright, I will show the salvation of God. So that word praise is this Hebrew word that says lifting your hands to God and thanking him in praise before you even see the promise. Hallelujah. Whoever offers praise glorifies me. See, you offer a sacrifice of praise because you do, many times you're not going to feel like it. Remember? Come on. Remember, praise is really, it's an action of the heart. It's an action of your soul. And it's coming and being expressed through your physical body. I, your physical body doesn't want to do it. And your unrenewed mind doesn't want to do it. So when you lift your hands in praise to God, you're actually fighting against Come on, somebody. You're fighting against that part of you that doesn't like God. Mm, Come on, somebody. That's why the devil hates it when you praise God. Because you're telling your body to be in submission. Come on, somebody. Go to Psalm 54, 6 and 7. I want you to dream about praise tonight. I want praise. I want these words to be stuck in your thought life all week until we come back. Amen? Now, here we go. Psalms uh, 54, 6 and 7. It says, I will freely sacrifice to you. I will praise your name, O Lord, for it is good. For he has delivered me out of all, all trouble, and my eye has seen its desire upon my enemies. I will freely sacrifice praise to the Lord. I will not hold back. Now go with me to Hebrews 13. Hebrews 13. Now remember, praise shifts your emotions. Come on. And your emotions, whether good or bad, dictate the condition of your health. Are you following me? Oh, come on, somebody. Now, Hebrews 13, 15 and 16. Therefore by him, 
Let us continually offer, here it is, the sacrifice of praise to God. That is, the fruit of our lips giving thanks to his name. Mm. But do not forget to do good and to share. For with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Notice it says sacrifices. Even when you don't feel like it, we need to obey him. Even when you don't feel like it, you need to praise him. Amen? And listen, it's going to bring a breakthrough. It's going to bring a breakthrough. Now, here we go. The next Hebrew word for praise is yada. Now, this is, there are times when I'll be praying in tongues, and quite often the word yada comes out. So when I did this study, I'm like, whoa. I'm saying this word. Like, there's times where I'm just walking, yada, 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 yada. And I'm like, what? Okay, well, you're, go, you're just praying in tongues. You're doing it by faith. You're just letting it flow. But when I did this study, I was like, wow, listen to this. This word means to extend your hands vigorously as in complete surrender. Go to Second Chronicles 20. Second Chronicles 20. Verses 20 through 21. Okay. And it says this. So they rose early in the morning and went out into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God, and you shall be established. Believe his prophets, and you shall prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord, and who should, there it is, praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endures forever. They went out before the army. Think about that, right? How crazy in the natural to think about that. But here's why. Praise brings the presence of God. Amen? The people praised the beauty of God's holiness. They were, here's what it means. They were so overwhelmed by God's presence, by his holiness, that when they got a revelation of it, they extended their hands quickly to him. Have you ever felt in a service at home, you felt the presence of God come to you and it's almost like a reflex. You just lift your hands to the Lord. Has that ever happened to you? Just as sure as you're sitting on that doctor's table and they hit this and your knee goes like that. When the presence comes, you want to lift your hands to the Lord. That's part of praising God. Now, if you have a problem praising God by raising your hands, you don't have a revelation yet of His holiness. Amen? The next Hebrew word for praise is this, zamar. Now, this word means to touch the strings or to play instruments and to rejoice. Go to Psalm 150. Go to Psalm 150. Hallelujah. Playing an instrument, playing an instrument is powerful. It is powerful. When you're doing it to the Lord, there is an anointing on it. In fact, when David played the harp, King Saul, it said demon, a demon left King Saul. An evil spirit came out of him as David was playing. And when he would stop, the demon came back. All right? So now, don't tell me music is not powerful. Amen? 
Psalm 150, 1 through 6. I'm reading this whole psalm because it's powerful. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in His mighty firmament. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. If you can't think of anything to praise God for, read Psalm 150. It tells you what to praise Him for. Verse 3. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. Praise Him with the lute and harp. Praise Him with the timbrel and dance. Praise Him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise Him with loud cymbals. Praise Him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Music is a powerful way to praise God. Amen? Now, it is so powerful that when the praise team went into the temple, it ushered in the glory of God into that specific location. Literally, when you have praise music going, you want to know what's happening? It's turning that specific location into a portal, a heavenly portal for the presence of God. Now, here's the deal. Someone said, well, what's a portal? I've heard it explained this way. A portal is, they call it an open heaven, meaning there's a connection between a specific location all the way up to heaven. Almost like a Jacob's ladder set up where angels come and go from that location. I'm telling you, that's why I love how we are a praying church. Come on, we are a church that that plays more than three songs on a Sunday. Are you following me? There's a reason. There is a specific reason. There is a strategic reason why we're doing all of that. To create a portal in this building, in this property, and in this region. Are you following me? I mean, it's it's almost so important... (laughs) You can almost tell in a church service anywhere, you can tell if the prayer warriors really broke through. Follow me now. You can really tell if you really broke through because some services have more of an intensity of the presence of God than some other services. Oh, come on, somebody. I've, I've done services where... You know, I had a busy week and I didn't pray as much as I should. And I felt the difference. Amen. Now, the only reason I'm getting revelation in in the the messages that I'm preaching, it's because I am pressing in. Come on, somebody. Now, so you can see that there's several different ways to praise God. Bowing and kneeling raving, celebrating, and thanking Him verbally, shouting to God, singing to God, raising your hands, and playing a musical instrument to Him. Now, I want to point out something here. I want to point out a common thread between all seven of these Hebrew words that are defined, that are, you know, translated as praise. All of them are expressed through the physical body. Are you following me? Now, here's what's important about that. And because they get expressed through our physical body, our praise impacts the natural realm. Remember I told you, our thought life connects with with the kingdom of God or the kingdom of darkness. All right? Our thought life connects in the spirit with one of those two kingdoms. It better be the kingdom of God, somebody. Hello? 
But our physical body, when we involve our physical body by speaking words, by doing something with our physical body, then you're inviting the presence of God to change the natural realm. You've got to do something through your physical, because, because the physical body is your earth suit. It's what makes us legal on this earth. See, right now, listen to me, right now in this room, around the world, okay, there's a spirit realm. There's demonic spirits. There's angels. Are you following me? And they cannot do nothing unless they have your permission. And it has to come through your physical body by something you speak or something you do. Are you following me? So our praise that comes through and it's expressed through our physical body, it's an invitation to God. It's an invitation from the spiritual beings in the kingdom of God to impact the natural realm. And like I said, angels want to join in with our praise. Just know, when you're at home and you start praising the Lord, when you're in your car and you start praising the Lord, just know you're attracting angels. You're attracting the presence of God to manifest in that place. Look at Psalm 67 here as I'm getting ready to close. Hallelujah. Been a power-packed weekend here, amen? Psalm 67 Verses 5 through 7. Let me show you how powerful praise is to God. That's, don't, don't miss it, that's being expressed through our physical body. All right? Here we go. Psalm 67, 5 through 7. And it says these words. Let the peoples, uh, let the peoples praise you, O God. Let the peoples praise you. Look at verse 6. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us and the ends of the earth shall fear him. So this is literally saying that our praise to God will cause an increase of blessing on this earth. And it will cause an increase of blessing in our personal life. Did you catch that? This is not just poetic language here. This is God saying, if you will praise me, there's blessing in store for you. That tells me this, that even nature responds to our praise. Now, remember, I told you our words, there's been scientific proof. You can put two, you know, you can put a plant, you know, you speak nice and kind to a plant. Praise the plant. Oh, you're so beautiful. Speak kind words. That thing blooms. I hate you. You're an ugly plant. You speak those kind of words. You watch it. Eventually, it'll start to wilt. Are you following me? So our praise to God invites him. Yes, even lifting your hands. Now, if, if our words can, are that powerful to do that to nature, to, to do something to nature, to do that to a plant, you better think about what you're speaking to that loved one. You better think about what you're speaking to each other on this earth. Amen? So you've got to remember, Satan is called the prince of the power of the air in this world system, the evil world system. When we begin to praise God, listen, it disrupts that evil flow from the enemy. It advances the kingdom of God wherever you're at. Just praise does that. It put, well, I don't know how to, I don't know how to advance the kingdom of God. Start praising God in that place. See, we, we should do some walks inside of the high school here. 
We go into the library. We should all gather and just start praising God in that place. You want to irritate the demons? Start praising God. It puts the enemy into confusion and causes them to flee. Listen, the Word of God says this. It says to resist the devil and he will flee from you. Part of that resisting of the devil is praising God. When you're praising God, you're resisting the devil. You're putting a no welcome sign on your body and soul. It stops the plans of the enemy. Praising God tells the enemy this. There is no chance of me coming into agreement with your evil plan. When you praise God, you're coming out of agreement with the enemy. You're coming out of agreement with this world system. Come on, somebody. You're telling the enemy, I choose the Lord Jesus Christ, and I will, by my own free will, give a sacrifice of praise. Thank God we don't have to sacrifice animals anymore. How messy that, you you don't think about how messy that would be. But what we can do is bring a sacrifice of praise to him. And it's clean. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Come on, somebody. When Paul and Silas were in a dark prison cell, they could have just, they could have got depressed. They could have stayed in that negative mindset. But no, what did they choose to do? They chose to pray and praise God. And when they did, an earthquake shook that place and the prison doors were open. Think about that. And they were set free. If they would have stayed silent, that miracle would never have happened in their life. Some of you here, listen to me, some of you here and listening and watching online, you are one praise session away from your miracle breakthrough. You're one, thing, you're one praise session from your miracle breakthrough. Listen, we need to pray and praise until the breakthrough manifests. Some of you are waiting on God and God's waiting on you to start praising Him. Listen to me. Here's, some, well, here's what someone's missing. I feel it by the Holy Ghost. Are you ready? You might be praying, but you're not praising. If you will add praise and thankfulness to your prayers, you will watch the Holy Spirit move in power in that situation. So let's go higher personally. Let's go higher corporately as a church. It's time that we break through into new levels with God. Break through the fleshly mindsets. Break through the traditions of man. Get ready, come on, for the blessings to be poured out. The windows of heaven to be opened up as you praise Him. And He'll pour out a blessing that you won't even be able to receive. It'll be an overflow. Let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. Woo! I felt a burst of energy on that final approach right there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But that's for someone. Someone says, I keep praying about this. I keep praying. How much are you praising, though? Add praise and thanksgiving to your prayers. That's the missing link. Someone needed to hear that. Now, maybe there's someone in this place. You have never made Jesus Christ the Lord and Savior of your life. Don't leave this place. Don't walk out those doors without accepting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because the moment you take your last breath, it's done, game over, your eternity is sealed. No one's praying you out of a purgatory. There is no purgatory. There is no waiting room in heaven. It is appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. 
If you never made Jesus Lord of your life, come forward and pray. Prayer team, come on up. If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, maybe you're the one that says, you know, I've kind of gotten angry at God because I've been praying and praying and he's not answering my prayers. And, and you, you put up this wall with God. But today you realize, you know what? I have not been praising him. I've backslidden. I'm not in the place I should be with God. I need to come back to Jesus, my first love. If you need to rededicate your life to the Lord, I want you to come forward. Now, maybe you need to receive the Holy Spirit baptism in the evidence of speaking in other tongues. You've never received the Holy Spirit baptism. Or you have, but you never spoke in tongues. I want you to come forward. You need to break through that. You need to break through that. And listen to me. God is not the hindrance of that. God is not the hindrance. It's you. It says, they spoke in other tongues as the Spirit gave utterance. You speak. When you start opening your mouth, the Holy Ghost gives utterance. So if you want to receive your prayer language, come forward. Amen. You need prayer for anything else. Healing, deliverance, whatever it is. We had, had a wild night last night. Come on, somebody. A couple demons manifested. Man, so great watching the Holy Ghost move. Amen. And their fear at the name of Jesus. Now, thank you so much, everyone, for coming today. I, I Really, listen to this message again online take notes on it, but I want you to know, I want you to keep that in your head of that praise. Praise is just more than a song. It's an expression, a reflection of what's in your heart to the Lord. Amen. All right. Well, God bless you all. Have a wonderful, looks like a beautiful day out there. Have a wonderful day, wonderful week. If you need me, you know where to find me. I love you all. We'll see you Wednesday, prayer call Tuesday. Well, the schedule's on back. God bless you. all. I love you. All right.